This series that we have been working on together, working our way through together, empowered by Holy Spirit. And uh, we're in for a treat as we see what these young people have prepared for us. We want to really lay hold of this truth together that we live empowered by Holy Spirit, that He is with us, that He is within us and for us and, and empowers us for everything that we face in this world. And what we're going to do this morning is we are going to be looking at this from an un, a, perhaps a surprising source. I don't know how many of you have seen uh, the wonderful movie, uh, which is going to appear on the screen in a second. It is not working for some reason. There we go. Toy Story 4. Who has seen Toy Story 4? It is, it's, it's a wonderful movie. There is so much truth in this movie. I guarantee it. You have to look for it, but it's in there. And what we're going to do is, I just want to show you a little clip of this in a moment, and then our young people are going to go out. But there are some characters in this movie that are going to take on a different role this morning as we watch our way through. So in a, in a moment, you are going to come face to face with this little girl called Bonnie. And Bonnie, for our purposes this morning, is representing God. Okay, so this is, when you see Bonnie in this, in this movie clip, this is the Father. This is Father God being represented uh, to us today. Then we have Sheriff Woody, and Sheriff Woody represents the Holy Spirit. So when you see Sheriff Woody, think Holy Spirit. And then finally, we have Forky. Now, who do you think Forky represents? Well, there's a number of answers came out there, but actually, Forky is representing us, representing you and me. Okay, let's see if you got all of that. So, um, first of all, we have Bonnie. Who does Bonnie represent? God the Father. That's right. And then we have Sheriff Woody. Who does he represent? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. That's right. And last, but by no means least, this is this is us. So, Forky represents us. Let's show the movie clip, and uh, then we'll go on from there. No, 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 no! You're a toy now, Porky. Come on, stop, stop it! No, no, no! Come on! Oh. Well, I guess I'll just babysit him till he's used to the room. Porky, where are you, Porky? There you are. I thought I'd lost you, silly. No, 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 no. Big girl scary. Like I said before, Bonnie's not scary. She loves you, and you need to. Yeah. 
can't let you throw yourself away. So what we have there is a depiction of the Holy Spirit pursuing us and seeking to draw us back and seeking to convince us of the fact that the Father loves us, that He values us. And so often, whether you consider you look like Forky or not, we can tend to come to our own strange conclusions. We can come to those conclusions, oh, I'm just trash, I'm not good enough, he's not interested in me, I can't possibly come close to the Father, that's just not, not for me. Well, Holy Spirit, part of what he wants to empower us to do is to recognize the truth is that we are beloved, that we are precious, that we are cared for by the Father. And that's what our, our young people have been working with, our super gang team have been coming up with all kinds of ways for us to engage with that truth this morning. So, our kids in Supergang are going to go out from us now. They'll be back in about 15 minutes or so. I'm going to chat for about that length of time, and then when they come back, uh, they will be leading us into this next little phase. So, I'm trying to see if our kids are actually departing at this point. They should be. Brilliant. Some of you guys are going. We look forward to you coming back amongst us again very soon. So if I can have that slide back up there, Annabelle, that'll be... It's frozen. <laughs> it's frozen. Okay. Right. This is where my preparation has gone awry because I don't have all of the words that I need. Not to worry. We'll find a way. So if you can remember the image of that strange little fork standing there uh, with, his, with his arms up and kind of a, a fear expression all over his face. I think that actually is fairly representative of the emotional state of this nation and indeed of the nations of the world at the moment. There is an awful lot of fear. There is an awful lot of, uh, I'm just uncomfortable. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to do with myself. There is a huge amount of that which is very prevalent amongst us at this time. I'm sure every time you open the news, if you glance at the headlines on your phone, you will see exactly that before you. It's fear. It's wave after wave of fear. Now, I don't want to say that we have to just deny reality. You know, having faith is not about denial. It's not about living in denial. It's not about living, uh, you know, just hidden away from the facts of life as they are unfolding around us. But we can deny the influence that those lies want to have on our peace and on our identity. And the Father does not want us to be walking around life, going around uh, our day-to-day -day lives with our neighbors with this kind of representation, this kind of image. 
He wants us to live in perfect peace. He wants us to be people who live confident that He is with us, that He is uh, looking out for us, and that our security is found in Him. Thanks for getting that working again, Annabelle. really appreciate it. Um, if we look here at Psalm 18, this is just one of many psalms that has caught my attention this week as, uh, as I've been looking at what's going on in the world. Look at the truth that's here. We declare our love for the Lord. I love you, Lord. You are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. This is where we're invited to live every moment of every day. And the torrent of information that's coming towards us from the press informs us of a reality that could take our attention, that could capture our hearts, that could cause us to live moment by moment representing Forky, representing that horrible fear. But actually, there is a, a question that we need to ask ourselves when we come across scriptures like this, just the last line there. He is my shield, the power that saves me, and my place of safety. And we need to ask ourselves, do I believe this? Do my actions and my conclusions and my internal world demonstrate that I believe the Word of God, or do I actually believe the message that the world is peddling towards us very, very quickly, where, which basically says, you are your own savior. You have to look after yourself. You, it's all down to you. And whilst I don't want to undermine the importance of keeping ourselves safe, washing our hands, all of that good stuff, we have something that the world around us does not have. We have a Savior and a Lord who is our fortress, who is our protection. We have a, a Lord and Savior who invites us to live in a place of internal peace that the world around us will not understand and will not recognize. But when we live there, we get to shine. We get to display something that is so attractive and I think actually we have an incredible opportunity as the church of Christ in this season to display peace, to display confidence, to display joy that the whole planet is losing, losing out on at the moment. We get to shine brightly. It's as, almost as the darkness increases, so the light of our position in Christ shines all the more brightly and we get to display his glory. I came across this little quote from Judah Smith, an American pastor, uh, this week. He says, the degree to which we find ourselves trusting and relying on God is the same degree to which we will possess courage. Do you possess courage, or is it out there like a concept that you would like to get hold of but can't somehow? As long as we continue to depend on ourselves Fear remains a factor. Yet, when we find our courage in God, we will move beyond superficial momentary action to a lifestyle in which fear does not determine our choices. We will move to a lifestyle in which fear does not determine 
our choices. And as I say, I want us to be a people who are um, meaningfully engaging in this world, not becoming part of the problem, not being blasé, not, not, you know, just refusing to believe in germs. Never, I never want us to go there, but I do believe that the Father wants to invite us to be a people who are permeated by the truths of who He is for us, and therefore, we get to live at peace. We get to live with confident expectation of His goodness in this world around us, which will look so glorious to our work colleagues, to our friends and family. That's the invitation that He puts before us. Another psalm that has just spoken to me this week, again, you may find reading through Psalm 46 really helpful, helpful to stimulate your prayers. First couple of verses, it says, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear when earthquakes come and when the mountains crumble into the sea. Let the oceans roar and foam. Let the mountains tremble as the waters surge. In other words, no matter what happens, no matter what chaos ensues around me. There is an internal reality which I am laying hold of, which is my place of refuge in Jesus Christ. He is my refuge. He is my place of safety. And therefore, I get to live courageously in this world, representing the heart of the Father. You get to live courageously today, tomorrow in your workplace, Whenever, wherever you may find yourself, you and I get to live courageously because of who Jesus is to us. And we get to take the opportunity of shining like stars in this dark universe. We get to, we get to, to go to our elderly neighbor and, and say, look, I want to bless you in this season. Is there anything I can do? Would you like me to get your shopping for you? Would you like me to run to the shops for you? Just to express love, kindness, a thought that is about someone other than ourselves. We get to, to live that way because of the reality of the presence of Holy Spirit in our lives, moment by moment, day by day. As we've been going through this series of Empowered by Holy Spirit, I simply want to remind us this morning that Holy Spirit is present with us 24-7, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, all the time, we can be relying on this glorious power that created the universe in which, we, in which we live. As I mentioned, I think it was just last Sunday, we do not live with a visitation mindset which says, well, God will show up again next Sunday. No, God is dwelling in us. He has come to inhabit His people, and He wants us to live with that expectation that every time I open my mouth, every time I put out a hand to bless the person next to me, he is present in me to bring peace, to bring comfort, to bring hope, to bring joy. If you're anything like me, you've reached for your phone or your portable device multiple times. And, you know, I don't know how many times certainly a lot more than normal, I'll just flip open BBC News, like, okay, what's the latest? Oh, I, you know, and I, I look at it multiple times. There's nothing wrong with knowing what's going on, but being up to date with information. 
But I've, I, asked myself, I find myself asking myself a question yesterday. I look at this thing. I bring myself up to speed with what's happening in the world. But how many times each day do I center myself on the truth that I am held by the King of Kings? And I just want to encourage us as a community to be a people who look to Him and center ourselves on Him more frequently than we look to this and align ourselves with what the world tells us is true. It is true, but there is a higher truth that we are invited to center ourselves on. You see, the thing is, I want us as a community to be going around with this as the representation of our posture. Leaning into the Father in a place of peace and comfort, knowing that you are loved, knowing that you are cared for, knowing that the one who created all things is holding on to you and resting secure. This is where the children of God are invited to live moment by moment every day. We don't want to be walking around like this. We don't want to be walking around like everything's coming loose. I've got no security. I've got no sense of belonging. I am lost. This is where the Father wants to invite us to step into. And I just want to invite us to spend a, take a few moments just to pray, um, to pray for ourselves, but also then to move on to pray into the situation in which we have been deployed. It might be helpful for us to think that way. It's, it's not just that we so happen to be at whatever your address is or in whatever organization you are. The Lord of Heaven's armies is one of the descriptions in Psalm 46. And the Lord of Heaven's armies has deployed you into your workplace. He has deployed you into your family. He has deployed you in your street, your neighborhood, in your social circle to bring His influence. So as you walk in there, rather than thinking, oh, I hope they've washed their hands, think, I wonder do they know what they're going to get when I talk to them. I wonder do they know the power of the living God that dwells within me. I wonder what God is going to do today. So let's just take a moment. Kids are coming back very shortly, but before they come back, let's just take a moment, first of all, to pray for ourselves. So I just want to invite you, wherever you are, just close your eyes and let's center ourselves on the truth that we are held, that we are secure, that we are loved by the King of Kings, that He calls us His children, that He promises us His protection, that His desire is to be our fortress and our refuge. And let's just begin to thank Him for who He is to us. It might help you to begin to just speak out a little bit. Sometimes it helps me to focus and keep my prayers on track. Just begin to thank the Lord. Just say, thank you, Father, that you love me. Thank you, Father, you've chosen me. Thank you, Father, that you have said that you will be my, you will be my protection, that you will be my place of refuge. Let's just take a few seconds, just center ourselves in the identity that the Lord has spoken over us and not the identity that this world wants us to pick up and believe.
Bless you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now, all of us will have people in our lives who are vulnerable. And so, Holy Spirit, I just invite you right now to highlight to each and every one of us one person that you want us to pray for this morning. And when you've got that person in your, in your mind's eye, just begin to speak blessing over them. Begin to, to invite the Lord to be working in their lives, to be protecting them from harm, but to be speaking His truth, His identity into their lives. Could be an elderly relative, could be an elderly next-door neighbor. Begin to invite the Holy Spirit to show you ways in which you can bring God's blessing to that person, ways in which you can show them His love and His kindness. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Father, will you lead us to be people who are so confident of your presence by Holy Spirit that, Lord, whoever we interact with, whether it's our friends, our neighbors, or our work colleagues, or our family members, whoever it is, that, Lord God, we will know that you are for us and with us. We pray your blessing on our vulnerable friends and family. We pray your blessing on our own community, those, perhaps those who are not amongst us this morning because of their felt need to, to self-isolate. Lord Jesus, we, we invite you in this time to ensure, perhaps through us, that they are not isolated, that they are not isolated from love, that they are not isolated from concern, that they will know that there is a body of people around them who love them and who are there to care for them. Lord, will you safeguard our community Will you put your protection around our family members and help them also to know that you are the God who holds them? Now, let's just take a moment or two and pray for our government, for our NHS for our first-line responders. Let's pray for our teachers, those in education who are seeking to find a way through this very confusing season. Why don't we just, let's just begin to lift them up. Just uh, people will come to your mind. Pray for your own GP. Pray for your own doctor's practice. Pray for the, the hospitals. Just begin to, to lift up people by name. Begin to pray for the teacher of the classroom that your children are going into tomorrow, potentially. Just invite wisdom from heaven to come into these circumstances. Lord, bless them. Lord, bless them. Lord, bless them. Father, give wisdom. Father, give wisdom and uh, capacity and strength and energy to all those in the NHS in this season. Give uh, great peace to all those who are having to make very difficult decisions in these days. Lord, will you protect 
um, Lord, protect those who are seeking to care for the elderly. Will you, will you bless those in care homes and nursing homes across this nation? Will you uh, keep them themselves secure? And uh, Lord, protect our elderly from this virus in Jesus' name. Lord Jesus. And let's just uh, pray for our government as well, whatever you think of them. The scripture invites us to lift up and pray for and bless and honor those who are in authority. So, Lord God, we say, will you bless our government as they do their best to navigate these days with all of the pressure that they feel, with all of the voices that are clamoring for this or that? Will you bless our government? Will you enable them to make wise decisions? Will you enable them to tune in to the still small voice of your spirit? and to do what is right, and to do it when it is necessary. Lord, may they know that there are people praying for them. May they know, Lord God, that they, are, that they themselves are cared for whilst they seek to care for the nation. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, have your way. Have your way. And Father, ultimately, we pray that this virus will cease. We pray, living God, for your intervention, for your hand to suddenly turn the tide. That, Lord God, all expectations of thousands and tens of thousands infected will suddenly reduce. That suddenly we will see that, Lord God, you have stepped in and brought blessing to this planet, Lord God. We invite you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have done everything necessary for healing and restoration to come. And so, Lord, we invite you now. Come and heal our land. Come and touch this world in which we live. And we thank you, Lord, for the privilege that you have given us to partner with you and to be people ourselves who spread the good news of your kingdom, the hope of your presence, and the peace of, of your presence day by day. Lord, may we ourselves be centered on your truth and on what you say is true. In Jesus' name, amen.